you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name's Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest, Emma Goldie. She's over at emmagoldie.com. She's a meditation, mindset, and lifestyle mentor. I met Emma on the internet and then we got on a call and uh, I, was, we were, I was just enjoying interacting with you and, and, and uh, your goal and wanting to help other people through your, your program. I was like, this is such a cool story. We should get this on LMS cast. So welcome to the show. What is the reset your mindset challenge that you're working on? And just t- tell us about that. Why is that okay. what you do? I've had a lot of experience in meditation. I actually started when I was 13 and um, I've been teaching intensively for 10 years. And I realized that most of the people, my clients don't have time to meditate properly. And it does take a while to get start getting really deep, profound results. I, I mean, you can get some easy t- easy tips that get good results, but what I found is the issues that people had had that was that were blocking them in the mindset, like imprints and stories and habits and behaviours, which were protective mechanisms, were actually stopping them getting the meditation results. So um, I combined something called silent counselling, which is a, a it's a non-meridian, sorry, non-invasive meridian therapy. It's a bit like touch for health kinesiology to use the meridian points to help release the past imprints. Could be traumas or even thoughts or decisions that we made when we were young that because we couldn't necessarily handle the emotions and um, in our mind during a complex situation. So, so it's a bit long-winded, but it's very simple because what you do is you use points and breathing to reset the thought pattern, the imprint that, that you created, which was meant to protect you. Essentially, it just keeps running. So you're kind of looping around the same thought, the same issue, the same problem. And however much you try with your will or try with force to do something different, it keeps showing up because it's magnetized towards you energetically. Um, because it's in your electromagnetic system of the meridians. So yeah, it's really cool. It's like, it is really like magic. And I've had some amazing results. And I thought this is a really cool time. There's so many people who are looking more inward and needing to find a state of peace. And there's a lot of pressures. And yeah, it's just a really cool offer. It's great. So it's a five day experience. Um, 10, 10 minutes of meditation and kind of reset techniques the meditations are like a couple of minutes at the end but some people do really get into them and are using them every day but the 10 minutes is enough and people are having really great results so there's a facebook group and um yeah feel free to come join and that's on the website emmagoldie.com but i was super excited chris to work with you and every time we've had a chat it's kind of been like a really open chat we've ended up actually not talking about the course builder at all and i was so excited because i heard that you went to the himalayas and you've gone to alaska and i just wanted to find out a bit more about that from you as well because i also went to the himalayas when i was like 19 which was a crazy experience in tibet and india and it had a really profound impact on me that stayed with me so i wanted to find out how that was for you yeah well i mean 
so I was just a little bit older. I think I was 20 or 21 when I went there. I went with um, something called the School for International Training. And it was like a small group, very um, much about living in with families and stuff and just being out and doing independent study projects and whatnot. I was always drawn to the mountains and I was always drawn to um, the really the Eastern religion and mm -hmm. specifically the Buddhist way of uh, doing things or seeing the world, you know, even older stories like Siddhartha or, you know, getting into some of the Buddhist principles were really helped me uh, in my just figuring out how to be in the world. So I'm kind of an extremist. So I, I love mountains. I went to the tallest ones in the world. I love wow. dogs. I ran sled dogs in Alaska where you can't get more into dogs. Wow. And, um, I, I was getting really getting into Eastern religion. So I, uh, you know, I went and, and I love the, um, you know, just the whole Tibetan Buddhist culture and everything. And also a lot about Hinduism and whatnot that I just wanted to explore. So I'm kind of an explorer and that's what, uh, I did you in my twenties. Kind of mysticism side as well. Yeah, totally. So, do you think? I mean, you are a really chill guy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just wondering how you managed to like create such a a good business whilst <laughs> and have that balance. I mean, that's something I've found really hard because in my, I guess in my practice I've been doing it a long time I was in Tibet as well like 19 went on loads of um pilgrimages and was living out kind of in abandoned temples with sadhus and both in India and Tibet and um I did find it really hard like at that age to come back and integrate back into the world but now obviously I've got the balance and it took me quite a while to do that but I've been doing intensive retreats for like 10 years so a lot of my work is to help people integrate that those values and often it's just key principles and values but it is also about the navigation of how you do everyday life because obviously if we're getting up and meditating all day long we're sitting in a cave we can't yeah. contribute to society and that's what I found amazing about you because you are just so zen and it really comes across <laughs> and I say like, this guy just doesn't kind of feel like a you know course creates a type of guy but do you do you find that when people like come to you you're ending up doing kind of more mindset work and stuff with them yeah and first let me just say i'm definitely not perfect and i have a lot of room for improvement and i don't know what i i am the same if we met in person i would probably come off the same i'm actually kind of an extreme introvert so some people think because i make all these videos and stuff that i'm uh you know, very outgoing, which I'm the opposite, <laughs> but, um, and, and there's a lot of areas where I do get stressed or whatever, but I've done a lot of work on myself over the years. If you, I think dog training is actually an easier example, okay. uh, in the sense that, you know, I've trained a lot of sled dogs and I love working with dogs and working with dogs. I mean, uh, a lot of people don't have like really deep experience training dogs, but they're familiar with this TV show called the dog whisperer. And the guy who does that Caesar Milan is always talking about, it's not the dog, it's the people that have the issues. So like what you're talking about, <laughs> no, it's, it's not the course. It's not the LMS software. Mm -hmm. We've got imposter syndrome. We've got somebody who has, an expert who's like internalized all this stuff and they forgot about beginner's mind and they're having a hard time 
they have all this value trapped inside of them, but they're having, they were never trained in how to teach or whatever. Yeah. Th there's like that it's blockage. Like out of their mind. They're lonely because they're misunderstood in their, maybe in their immediate network. I call them education entrepreneurs. They're all over the place, but they're very spread out and they're often surround, but surrounded by people that don't get them. Or don't they're believe super, in them. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the early days before there's a, a, it's a startup and there's not a lot to show for it in terms of money or all these, this huge following or whatever. Before the momentum comes, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, the, the word entrepreneur comes from to undertake. And what entrepreneurs do is they go into the future and they bring it back to the present and they make it happen. And that's a very rare thing. It's a rare skill. And like, a, have heard in some studies that there's, it's like 5% of the population or something. Right that are kind of wired that way. And it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's, um, it's really uncomfortable, especially in the early days. And it's, it's kind of misunderstood, but I mean, I still get stressed out and stuff. I've had a, I've just been a work in progress and been open to, okay, you're, you're being a workaholic. Um, you need to take care of your body better. You need to, um, you know, it's not just about making money. There's all this, other balance you need around all these different things. Mm -hmm. So I've just, I mean, I've been into personal development longer than I've been into entrepreneurship. And I think that's what kind of carries me through. Yeah. And that's probably what people get from you a lot, the way they're drawn to you and want to work with you because they get that personal touch. Cause it's like when we're, when we're drawn to, to want to create something, it's like an entrepreneur's itch where you want to jump and you want to jump and then you want to the next thing onto the next thing and it's like as as entrepreneurs we have to figure out what our polarity is which is what my polarity navigation is about it's finding out what attracts us and pulls us and what pushes us away and we can also have the feminine and the masculine side so for me getting into superflow is being able to have a really um clear intention that's really fixed and taking aligned action but in the space in between, that's the kind of feminine space where you have to trust, let go, show the universe what you're doing, you know, by the by the continued aligned action. Then it goes, oh, okay, I understand this. And then it starts sending you people. But it's that space in between setting the intention and having taking the aligned action and not feeling like you're the one that has to do it all the time. Because when you hand it over um and when you're in the flow it's like there's nothing better than you know when then you when you when you're getting the calls in or actually putting your feet up and taking a, a rest back it's a really hard thing to do and i think self care is quite a big big element of what i help people with um because it's really key to be able to open that gap of the ego basically the ego is meant to keep us safe you know <laughs> it will keep us safe if we're getting too high and above ourselves it will bring us down if we're getting too low it will bring us up but it's like that parameter is so narrow that it doesn't let us expand and develop and um, as entrepreneurs we've got to do that so we step outside and then of course we get all the pushback from everyone else around us whether it's our family or community or people not getting us or just thinking we're crazy and it's such it is it is it's the entrepreneur is like a beast of its own you know <laughs> and learning how to how to navigate also the inner and outer worlds because we have our intentions we have our thoughts and feelings we have our vision how do we make that 
manifest when the environment outside us just isn't conducive you know what i mean yeah I'm, i mean i'm super fascinated in this and um i mean tell us more about superflow and that interplay between the masculine and feminine energy because i know a lot of i see a lot of burnt out entrepreneurs not just in education but in tech and all kinds of other businesses where it's to me it seems like it's that masculine energy where it's just like Go, 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 go to the point of burnout or uh, really unhealthy habits. Mm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because it actually comes from the creative principle, which is quite a mystical philosophy. It comes from the um, where creation happened initially. You've got the, the masculine and the feminine, so they split away from each other. You've got the law of repulsion. And in that space is where the three gunas come in, the five elements, and it's within that space that creation happens. So you have involution, which is a thought, which then is coated in matter. And then it pauses. And then um, it, it evolution happens. It outbursts when it's ready. So if people are trying to create something and evolve it and outbirth it at the wrong time, it's just not going to happen. So as the entre- entrepreneur, you want to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. But that pause space is really, really important to allow the process of the creation to have its own natural flow. And it's almost like creating the conditions within that space that best serve you as a person to be able to be inspired, to get the job done, to, to be you know surrounded by the people who are going to help you. Um, to be in a state of positive magnetism because if we're trying all the time trying and trying and trying and doing and doing and doing we're kind of actually pushing the what we're wanting away it's like desperately wanting something rather than being it so it's, it's it becomes a process of you know I am money or I am creation or I am the action rather than I want it because if you're wanting you're striving and striving and striving and it's constant so by stepping back and observing you get into a space of being which essentially creates all the conditions that are correct and right for those things to magnetize and outbirth. It's a bit like planting a seed and expecting it to grow before it's ready or putting too much water on or giving it too much sunlight or giving it, you know, the wrong conditions. At the end of the day, it's going to evolve and grow into what it's going to evolve and grow into. And all we can do is create the conditions for that, take the aligned actions. And I mean, it's a little bit simplified, planting a seed but you get what i mean can you speak to the the imposter syndrome part of it where um and i think what's also around that is just being authentic or whatever or maybe you have to you know show more of your true self to really step into the what you're gonna do if you want to be a successful teacher or some kind of uh healer living it And that means we've all got imposter syndrome and a lot of people listen to it, unfortunately, and can't get over it. But the the reset of your mindset element is when you were younger and something happened, I don't know, your brother stole your toy and it got lost and it was your best thing ever and you believe that, you know, anything special is always going to get taken from you, for instance. It creates, it's a really sort of, it might be a really small incident, it doesn't have to be a massive trauma, but that's a decision that you make and ultimately everything magnetizes around you in that same way. So the imposter syndrome, I know it's it pertains to everybody, but it can also have certain edges which relate to things that happened when we were younger that make us feel like we're not worth it or 
um, we don't deserve it or we can never keep it anyway. And by checking in, um, I use a system which helps to, to buy the biofeedback of the body. So you can actually check in what age something happened. You Sometimes you need to know what it is and sometimes you don't, but generally you need to name what it is. Um, but the fact that it's called silent counselling means that you don't have to sit and talk about it over and over and over and over again. I mean, the mind is already playing it over and over and over again anyway. <laughs> so you just um, realise what it is, press, press certain points on the meridian um, point, points and do a breath and that literally releases it like that. So what I'm finding with my clients is as we release things, they can propel so much quicker in their business results, you know, money with money stories or with imposter syndrome or with feeling of unworthiness or um, even, you know, navigating their outside world. Like often we project onto someone outside ourselves, oh, my husband's really against me, he doesn't want me to do this or, you know, my sister keeps putting me down. and But they're just kind of reflecting what's going on inside. It's a lot easier to blame it on someone outside. But when we do the internal work, things open and lift because maybe, you know, we had a connection with our sister and that then releases or we, but we have to live into the experience of being that for it to happen. So you can do, you can, um, you know, when you're creating the future, you can experience it through visualization you know, go through the sensations of it, through the thinking, the feeling, what am I going to be doing? The visualization is really powerful. And also start living some things. I mean, obviously, if you want to be a millionaire and you're not, you can't go out and do everything like a millionaire, but you can imagine those things and start um, feeling into how that is. So you can start being that person. How would you talk to people differently? How would you, you know, it can be really small things. What would you be in for breakfast or would you be lying in? It's like now my, I used to have a really strong meditation practice, which was like two in the morning, four or five hours a day. Wow. Really, really powerful. And um, I hit burnout, <laughs> not from that, but from, you know, pushing. It was at the beginning of COVID and... I was just pushing so much, trying to develop things for online and figure out what to do and not knowing which thing to have first. And then you find out you need this, but then you need the funnel, then you need all these other packages and everything I seem to do, one step would lead to another 10. And I was like, oh, next week I can launch, next week I can launch. And I realized there was so much in the background and part of that was partly to do with me as well. I was just pushing myself too hard. So now my schedule is really different and I... I, as well as doing quite a lot of work in, you know, with America, then which means I'm to bed later, but I don't put my alarm on. I get up, I run a bath, I take a massive bowl of fruit, and I might be in the bath for an hour listening to trainings or podcasts or just floating, meditating. Then I'll get up, maybe start working around 10 or 11. And like six months ago, I just would never have done that, you know? And even in my meditation, I, rather than meditating, I still meditate in the afternoon, but I might dance in the morning, put some music on and dance or go for a walk or just mix it up a bit and do something different because we get into a, you know, we have to sit in a box, we sit at our desk, we have to work in this way. This morning I had a three hour bath and I was had my computer, I had my phone, I was journaling listening in fact i listened to your walk uh your happy birthday walk oh my facebook live cool yeah 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 because it made me laugh because i always forget how old i am and i, I do remember my birthday but i'm just like oh, that's really cool that's just so zen you know <laughs> that was such a great post actually i really yeah really enjoyed it 
Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, mm. So like, that's one of my hacks a little bit is like self-care kind of things. Like my morning walks is part of my mental health and I'm a huge environment guy. So like getting out into nature in the morning, I've, I've just learned that if I start my day, like you're talking about the bath in the morning, the dancing in the morning, the, uh, the music, whatever, um, that works for me is to do like self-care early and then I get into my day and I'm much more grounded. Like I think a lot of people wake up. I, I shouldn't say, I think I know a lot of people wake up and then they, the phone and then the email. And then there's like this cascade uh, where there's just no self-care, very little. Like how does somebody break the cycle? Yeah. It's almost like a panic. I think cause we're all on fight or flight so much um you know if you're doing well on the business as an entrepreneur you're kind of waiting for something to go wrong and because we're always pushing boundaries we're always changing things things are always going to be evolving and actually when we're comfortable we need to jump for something else <laughs> right but there has to be that space that we give to be able to expand it's again it comes back to the yogic principle of expansion and contraction there's a natural breath and i love expanding i'm just that type of person but so for me to sit and meditate I mean obviously I was really had to focus hard to do it but it was really really hard because literally every single cell in my body was like screaming just get up just move and I just wanted to do something but when we realize there's a natural flow and expansion and contraction to, to an idea or to a task or to a, you know a relationship or to a conversation it's like we can let go of that that um need to always be expanding you know or for some people it's the opposite for some people they're really really contracting all the time you know they're much more detail focus orientated they just get so inside their heads or inside themselves and they can't actually look up and just take a breath so the the super flow state for me is kind of being an expansion as much as you can but also when you're in the contraction it's you know you're in a comfortable and almost luxurious space where you're pausing so you allow the pause and then it's it just kind of merges into a more unified state I guess very cool for for me it's about finding a more unified and, and permanent state where you can be at peace in the zone in the zen whatever you want to call it and when we start to have um, things working for us, if we're doing a project, you know, it's not, it's allowing that rest and that, yes, this is good. You know, I can switch off, I can turn off, I can leave for two days and just forget my phone, you know, forget my partner, forget everyone, but just grow and expand into, into nothingness. And it's the expansive state, I guess, and the self-care element is really, really key for that. And it feels like, I mean, when I come come in and I put my feet up at 11 o'clock and I'm having some a bowl of fruit and, like, my partner or someone in the house is like, oh, you're right there. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of judged from the outside. Yeah. But, you know, I do a lot of creation and writing and, and the inspiration comes when you're in an expanded state, you know. And if we're constantly trying to do, do and fix, fix and manipulate, you know, maybe there's something bigger than us that's going to have a hand in how all these things that we're calling in, all these, our, all of our intention are going to land up for us, you know, in a better way than we could have organized ourselves. Wow. So that, 
that part is also about letting go and trusting a bit and and the 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 flow is really within the work is to find out which there's there's nine parts for the polarity and it's to find out kind of which parts there's polarity creation time and space structure self-care mission environment and vision yeah and within each of those there's another three principles so we basically what we do is we test i would test you and say right we want to work on your mission and your space and then within there we nail it down to two more things and we figure out in your in your world or in your environment or you know in your organization of your time or structure what's not working but it's very much related to what's going on inside so once we nail what those things are, clear the energy behind it, then it kind of creates a whole new path. So what's happening is, is people who are clearing these elements are suddenly having massive changes in their life because they just realise, hang on, this doesn't fit me or it doesn't actually fit for me to be always having the same conversation and saying, yes, 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 or I'll do it for you or I'll take care of you <laughs> or you know whatever their habitual persona is. But that change is really difficult, you know, it means us looking at ourselves. It means everyone else around us being challenged because not only are we, we're kind of wanting to lift our ego limits bigger, it then challenges theirs because suddenly we're not maybe doing everything we were doing for them before or we're marching to a different tune and they're, I don't know, jealous or inspired or whatever it is, but they can't figure it out and that puts them into fear. So this, a lot of it is, constantly coming out of this fight or flight or fear which you know as animals or coming from the animal world we have so it's learning to manage with simple breathing techniques to release those and then you know seeing what's present for the day wow how does uh these stories and trauma get trapped in the body and i just want to say something i observe in the education entrepreneurs is often um there's like two archetypes one's like really focused on making money and the other one is really focused on the impact or changing the world or healing this group of people um but what but there's like this healthy balance if you can master both so i know that's kind of two questions in one but uh, i think they're probably related to be honest that's something i'm still mastering because i I had a superfood business, which yeah. was really successful and it brought in like over 100k a year. And I was able to just literally spend my time doing meditation all the time. I was uh, working, we have a home in a soup kitchen, so I was sorting them out. And I was, we, we've got a retreat center, so I was just working, volunteering all the time. Yeah. Teaching. And that's, that was what I did over the last 10 years. And uh, that was one of my stories from early on. My, when money came to me, it was always through loss, you know, through family loss. So I kind of had to have a big thing of guilt and shame, you know, around money. And that was that one thing that I have been dealing with, which everyone has their own stories. And the way they get locked in is um, you've got an electromagnetic system inside the body. Do you know the meridian system? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's a bit like... Um, Say you you have an injury, you pull one of your ankle muscles. Um, another one of the muscles then comes in stronger to help protect the other one here. Mm-hmm. And unless you release that strong one, this one can't strengthen up again. Does that make sense? It's like a pair. Okay. A positive and negative um, balance within a joint here. Yeah? 
Um, and it's the same. It will if you have a shock, um, then the body's the meridian system will will kind of protect because the emotion and the mind can't correlate those two things together. Yeah, so one part will overcompensate by becoming strong and that leaves the weakness in another area of the flow of the um, meridian system. So basically, it's like a roadblock. So when you press the meridian points and do the breath in a certain way, it just helps to uh, redirect the energy the right way through the meridian system. I mean, often when you're doing it, you might be thinking of that thought or feeling or you might be breathing in something positive to replace it. Yeah, so normally you breathe in something positive to replace it and then release with the breath what the negative thing was. Um, sometimes people need to remember what it was. Sometimes they don't. I mean, sometimes it can even be like ancestral, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's often down through our lineages, often our mom or dad or grandparents. It can be through illness, like way back. If there was a limiting scenario, if there was an illness, say polio, that would have created a limiting set of circumstances for the mindset of that family. And it would have been really deep rooted. So it doesn't have to be something that happened when we were young. It can be from before. Or it can be environmental as well, like an environmental impact on us too. And yeah, so you literally just help the meridians to reset with the breath and then they flow right. And then the next step would be to help that person to navigate because obviously they've been thinking and feeling that way for such a long time. Yeah. Um, first, you would put in a positive affirmation give them that same exercise to do a little bit so that they can rebalance up. But actually the steps that my clients are taking are amazing and really quick. I've just been blown away. <laughs> like people changing jobs really quickly or, you know, things happening in their life with their partners just turning around like 180 degrees because suddenly they just don't see it or feel that loaded um, pushback, you know, all the time because they're not coming in with that victim mentality or that you know whatever that the story is or the anger you know often the anger isn't anything to do with what the partner has done or what the colleague has done it's something else so it's like by releasing that initial thing suddenly wow it, there's a lot more space there's a lot more energy there's space for inspiration to come in because if our body's in that fight or flight that we can't create we can't inspire and that's why it's also really important to have the self-care element you know, for the entrepreneur who just doesn't stop, if we're in fight or flight all the time, we're going to just hit the ceiling of what we can create, you know, what, how the inspiration comes, what we attract to ourselves. There's only so much kind of force and willpower that we can use if we get the universe on our side or our energy on our side and our field working well and our thoughts creating in the correct way, then it's just like back to that creation thing it will just have the natural flow it will have the natural cycles and um that's also what we go into the natural cycle of creation and and then also there's really other practical things like people's mission you know nine step of the mission getting the message getting the mission dialed in of the of the customer this is probably what you help people with because it's when you're entrepreneurs, they kind of want to sell what they want to sell. You know, this is how I am. This is what happened to right. me. I want someone to buy that. But that's not necessarily what the buyer wants or what the client wants. So it's finding out what their mission is. And that's a, I want to yeah. dig into that. Like the, the Dharma or the mission or like somebody's like, they're feeling inspired, but there's no North Star or the, 
you know, they're making it about them and like, I'm just going to sell myself online or whatever. But like, how does somebody really get the download of the mission and that clarity of purpose? And, and well, I think as entrepreneurs or creators, I think for a long time, I was trying to get my mission out there and not listening to what, you know, what my, my, okay. So my clients might be able to relate to a bit of my story. You know, I went off to India when I was 19. I had a crazy sick mom. Before that, she then died. I had a really intense experience in India and Asia, and I didn't really find myself at home for a long time. So I didn't really fit in society. I didn't really have a family. I was kind of um, always wanting to expand, so didn't really settle with, you know, many things. I've got a family and stuff, but I was, you know, constantly moving in, in different ways. And um, to when we have to dial in our own our own mission, it's a different thing. I feel that that comes as a luxury later once we have the momentum of the business, you know, because if you're wanting to set a business and you've got the mission of the client at the top, and then you've got the messaging, which is really, really consistent, dialed in, then you build the methodology, then you get the movement then you get the money, then you get the momentum. And that's when the meaning comes. It's like, that's kind of when you've got the luxury of having your own meaning in there, because that whole flow is, is there for the client and they feel it. And that's when it becomes a seamless kind of scalable offer. And then from there, it goes backwards for yourself. So then you get the luxury of your own meaning. Yeah. And it works like bottom up if that makes sense back to the mission so I feel by dialing in almost by removing ourselves becoming the observer like I've got so much I want to teach to people and I actually had to put on the side a lot of my spiritual and philosophical teachings because actually that's not what people want to know they want productivity they want to know how they can get you know more money, work better, be more peaceful, not go home and scream at the wife or, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like really practical things. So I've had to put, even though it underpins my system, that's not what I'm teaching. I'm teaching what people need and what their, what their mission is that they can get dialed in. Um, you know, they can have life changing results really quickly and in, in an integratable and navigatable way. Because I think a lot of people also, when you talk about self transformation or personal development, they're scared, they're scared. Well, what's it going to be like? Am I going to be a different person? Am I going to change? Am I going to still, you know, love my husband? Um, am I going to still fit into my family? Am I going to want to leave everything and fly off to Bali? Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of, there's a fear because it's unknown, but actually it's, it's a much smoother integration of just releasing off the things that are holding us back and us expanding into more open space around us without these, you know, mind blocks or habits or imprints. It's almost like reprogramming the matrix, I guess. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you of course you can change everything if you want, but you know, more often than not it doesn't mean that because people end up taking more responsibility. They realise what their part is in that negative situation and wow, it gives a lot of freedom, you know. What's your take on uh you talked about like sort of like the the universe like kind of tapping in and then it can help you out and you visualize like in terms of I don't know what the right words are for it, but the 
the way you vibe and then the type of people, whether that's team members or clients that you attract, how does that interplay work when you're, um, when you have a, a good reset with others? Like what the whole polarity thing with other people, how does it work? Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at environment, um, it can your environment can make a big impact on you and obviously people's thoughts around you, especially if you're sensitive. You know, when you're sensitive, you pick up people's thoughts and feelings. And I think that was one of my early problems. I was so sensitive, I would always know what someone else was feeling. So then I would act accordingly because I didn't want them to be sad or upset or angry. And then I actually just morphed into what I thought people wanted me to be. And that was a lot of my kind of awakening. But, you know, if you're talking about the standard... I don't know, say Asian wife who is living a life <laughs> that she's meant to live or any of us, we end up thinking that we should be this person. Yeah, that, obviously that's a stereotypical thing. But, you know, suddenly there's like an, a, a feeling of something's not right here. I'm not aligned to my truth. I'm not connecting. So, And you feel like there's something wrong with you. And actually, everyone else ends up thinking there's something wrong with you as well because they think, oh, she's going mad because suddenly she's not doing, she's not running around bringing me tea and <laughs> or whatever it is all day long. Yeah. Because there's a, it's an, like an evolution process. And um, as we make those changes in ourselves, I think it's important. That's a really important time to have people around you who understand like whether it's joining a community of people who understand changing. It doesn't have to be, you know, this level of change happens for everybody in some way or another. And it's some people call it like for an extreme, it's kind of like the dark night of the soul, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it's probably what leads a lot of people to suicide or, you know, really intense depression is like a a deep feeling of shame, often that you're kind of not who who you should be and and that's kind of projected on you know from the outside um but it's also we've had our interplay because we've been playing that game for so long but i think it's one of the hardest things is to navigate serving yourself after you've, you've served others for so long i think that's one of the most difficult things i've done i've done it a few times and it's really profound it's kind of because you do just get a lot of pushback, you know, as much as people love you and want the best for you, if they're brought into you being a certain way, because it's convenient, you know, it's like resetting the habits. You kind of got to reset the habits around you as well. And I guess you'll find as you kind of upgrade your vibe, you will find some people get jealous. Some people can't handle it because they, um, they see, basically they would need to change as well because you've you know you've opened your scope of being and for them to be in and around you they would have to change to an extent and it doesn't mean you have to leave everyone in your life you know I see a lot of this kind of spiritual bypassing thing where you know leave anything that's negative in your life and actually most often whatever's happening on the outside is a reflection of inside and I've had some amazing results with myself and with my clients to actually navigate those types of situations where, you know, we feel like we've got to drop everything or leave everything. And of course we have to be true to ourselves. And if someone's not aligned, then they're not aligned. And, but I, I think often people, if they're going through this type of situation, they kind of get in a gridlock and maybe they just drop it or walk away too soon because they don't have the tools to be able to navigate their change 
and the other person's expectation. So it's it's complicated, it's complex, but it's really doable, you know, but it's difficult on your own, especially, you know, if, what I would say is, you know, find a, a group. There's loads of Facebook groups for loads of different stuff. Of course, you can come and join mine as well. That's Reset Your Mindset. But you need support around you with people who've done that before. Otherwise, you know, you think you're going mad. <laughs> you think there's something wrong with you and there's not. And actually, it's an insult to the soul to not listen, you know, when there's a calling. And when you don't listen, it can end up with you, you know, in really detrimental situations with people getting sick or, you know, relationships breaking up or, um, you know, broken families and, um, or you know, or even worse, if people, you know, self-harm or go to addictions and all that stuff. It's like the expectation from the outside creates a deep shame when we can't live up to what we feel we should be. You know, shame is probably the most complex and difficult of emotions I would say that's the one that leads people to really drastic measures and it's I feel like it's sad because you know it's interesting even now because I'm doing what's the post and I'm putting in about different openings and reset your mindset and everything and I mean I don't specifically deal with trauma but essentially everything I do is about someone having had a trauma and making a decision but even the word trauma someone doesn't like really either if they've had a trauma they don't want to acknowledge it and if they haven't had a big trauma they certainly don't want to acknowledge it so even the sort of language around I guess mental health and us managing our feelings and probably especially for guys you know I think I don't know how you find I was just wondering for you do you find guys kind of get attracted to you and talk to you more about those things because you're an open kind of guy I mean you're the kind of guy that probably should be around a bit more for most people you know uh yeah yeah I mean I'm I tend to attract people who want to not just have small talk but like really get into it and uh just be open-minded and Mm. even vulnerable I guess for a dude (laughs) um yeah so and I think that special trait you know yeah I, I appreciate that um yeah, and it's that I mean, I'm really conscious of the the masculine and the feminine energy and having that not be about just man or woman thing, but just that interplay or whatever. And um I always enjoy meeting people who can embody both and they're comfortable with both, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh it's just feels more balanced and whole picture and the one side's not repressed or whatever. Um yeah. I think with the balance of the two, like often the the masculine doing, doing, doing side is because we're trying to overcome a feeling that we don't want to feel inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? And often even the feminine kind of floaty out there thing is because we're scared to take action. So some of those, we've got we've just got to do the work on ourselves, I guess, <laughs> to get it in balance and to get it working well. And it's really beautiful when it flows well. It's really it's really nice and well that's the super flow you're talking about right yeah (laughs) um and it's you know people call it super flow and it is a feminine thing but actually it's held within the two masculine you've got the aligned um the thought the intention and the aligned action so it's like it's kind of like a polarity sandwich i call it (laughs) because you've got the the masculine on both sides and then you've got the feminine that's got the space you know as a creative as a woman with that creative energy you need that space to create and that's where the self-care element and 
being in nature and finding like what are the non-negotiables you know for you obviously that's your walking you're shooting off to the mountains but people just so desperately need that and need to be okay with allowing themselves to take that and I you know I had a I had a couple of meetings booked this morning and I just needed to just be in the bath for three hours (laughs) and it wasn't you know it's nothing I couldn't reorganize it was just some team stuff but part of me felt oh can I can I postpone it? It's just like, this is just what you need. Just listen, you know, just listen and do it. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I've got to practice what I'm preaching. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. And on that note of uh, the space, um, do you have any just tips about, I noticed people who, uh, I would say education entrepreneurs, they consciously cultivate their workspace or whatever, or they just, they have to, it's hard enough, like you said, every a lot of roads lead to 10 more roads and stuff like this. The, um, the space in which you go on this adventure, particularly in this case, in an online context where you got to build a business, you got to teach, you got to build community, you got to do all use all this technology and everything. What advice do you have around cultivating a space to work in that's like more the physical part of it to, to um, nurture that super flow? Definitely, um, I mean, I guess part of that's to do with timetable, like having some time where there's not like really fixed, fixed tasks because you can't find Superflow if you're blocked in on ta- boxed in on tasks. Yeah, you might have a diary where you need, you know you need to do five things in the week, but, but, you know, sitting down and studying, I've got to finish this on a Monday, you know, if the inspiration is ready to drop about something else and you're kind of tidied up in the box and frustrated with the tech and God, I got to get five Facebook ads done or whatever it is. It's like, you're not being open. So I would say creating the physical space so that you feel that you can expand. So, you know, making it look nice, um, being somewhere near nature or somewhere you can walk, having nice things around you. And so that, you know, almost creating a luxury workspace, I guess, where you can create your zone, create your zen and uh, honouring that part of you. I mean, how many hours do you spend on the computer working? You know, you need to honour that part of you and kind of knowing what your natural flow rhythm is. I'm like, I've got kind of like 50 minutes where I can do really intense things and then it's good for me to shift. So everybody will have a different time um set within themselves like a body clock thing where they will have that amount of time and then it's good to just make sure you have a break in between that because after that you're not going to be as effective um having good breaks um ideally being with people who are like-minded i mean we didn't finish talking about the kind of magnetism of people and how they come in but generally as you upgrade yourself you will get attracted to the right people and you know you have to I suppose, look for damage limitation if you're changing a lot and knowing that things might change around you and um, be, I guess, quite task-oriented if you're kind of managing the measures of the team and how they're meant to look or what they're meant to do. Um, And if something's not fitting, just, you know, start having those conversations and seeing if you can reinvent that or if it's going to work or maybe it's just not going to work. You know what I mean? But I think being open about it, when you start to have an open conversation, you'll find if someone's open and reflective and going, you know what, that I feel a lot better after that conversation. It really makes sense. And yeah, I need to take more time for myself or 
I need to look at what I'm, you know, what I'm bringing to the table. There has to be that conversation in the first instance. And some people just might think you're a bit crazy. I live in quite a, uh, I live in an environment where a lot of people can't even know what I'm like. <laughs> yeah. But I guess if you're living in a, you know, really normal work environment, that's going to be, that can be really hard. But then you might want to say, okay, well, are you doing a couple of days work from home or are you cutting your days down or your hours or are you going in early before the team comes in? So you can, you know, turn up at seven in the morning and get two, three hours done before anyone comes in kind of already way ahead have a long break you know it's like hearing what the soul needs I guess and for that you just need to create some silence somewhere you know you can't get inspiration if you're not silent I love that Emma Goldie your Facebook group is called reset your mindset right yeah reset your mindset with Emma Goldie there's quite a few reset your mindset so yeah and then what's the um what's the best way or best website or way to for the listener if you're watching to connect with you? So I would say sign up for the Reset Your Mindset Challenge, join in the Facebook group. I'm Emma Goldie Coach as well as my business page on Facebook and Insta. I'm not too hot on Insta, but um Facebook's a bit better right now. You can I'm trying to just focus on kind of one thing, building it and then exponentially you know shifting it's really hard for me to focus on one thing <laughs> I was like oh my god I'm trying to, I know I now want to build my course obviously I'm with you with the course but I, I'm doing my one-to-one clients as well and it's just like slow down I mean some of the content obviously goes between the two but yeah keeping that focus is my thing which I think is important you know you need to be able to have that aligned taking those aligned actions otherwise it's just exponential and something has to be contained to be building the momentum and then once it's contained it's kind of got a life of its own you know what I mean anyway sorry so yeah Emma Goldie coach or reset your mindset with Emma Goldie I'd love to connect with you and see yeah it's amazing the results it's a free group and the results have been awesome so I as well Chris thank you so much all right well thanks for coming Emma and it's great to be on the journey with you yeah it's awesome to connect and that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.